0: Word machine. Hello and welcome to episode five of Word Machine. I am Ryan Nance and I am your host and I am so excited that you're here. This is uh, the poetry podcast that looks to put poems in conversation. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've listened to the other episodes and I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode or any of the episodes, all of which you can find in the iTunes store on TuneIn Radio, or on Stitcher Radio, as well as the Google Play Store, just search for Word Machine. So, in this episode, we are pairing two American poets that, um, despite maybe some surface differences, have a very similar interest in poetics, um, perhaps with a different take on it and a different attempt in it, um, but they are very similar in terms of their muscular um, syntax, in terms of their very fine and surprising use of figure, and ultimately on on the strength of their voices. The two poets are Donald Revell, who is a poet and a professor. He was born in 1954 in the Bronx. He's had almost a dozen books, I believe. And... The two that I really um, kind of met him in were his books, The New Dark Ages, and then the follow-up, A Beautiful Shirt. I believe that was 1991 and 1995. I'll double-check that in the blog post. And the other poet is Tracy K. Smith, who's had just three books of poems. Uh, most recent, Life on Mars, won the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, The one before that in 2007, Duende. And um, then one other one that came out, I believe in 2006, I will check that for the blog post as well. Um, she actually is a alumna of Columbia University, the MFA program, same program I went to. So when I got there, um, could still very much hear her echo in the hall. She was very talked about as one of the poets uh, that had come out of that program that everybody admired. She now teaches... After going through a Stegner uh, Fellowship at Stanford University, she now teaches at Princeton. And so these two poets I'm going to put together. um, One poem is called Duende, and that's by Tracy K. Smith. And the other poem is called Odysseus Hears of the Death of Calypso. And that is by Donald Revell. Duende, by Tracy K. Smith. One. The earth is dry and they live wanting each with a small reservoir of furious music heavy in the throat they drag it out and with nails in their feet coax the night into being brief believing a skirt shimmering with sequins and lies and in this night that is not night each word is a wish each phrase a shape their bodies ache to fill I'm going to braid my hair, braid many colours into my hair. I'll put a long braid in my hair and write your name there. They defy gravity to feel tugged back, the clatter, the mad slap of landing. Two And not just them, not just the Ramshackle family, the Dios, Primitos, not just the Bailor whose heels have notched and hammered time so the hours flow in place like a tin river marking only what was was not just the voices of scraping against the river nor the hands nudging them farther fingers like blind birds palms empty echoing not just the women with sober faces and flowers in their hair the ones who dance as though they're bearing memory one last time beneath them And I hate to do it here, to set myself heavily beside them. Not now that they've proven the body a myth, a parable for what not even language moves quickly enough to name. If I call it pain, and try to touch it with my hands, my own life, it lies still, and the music thins, a pulse felt through garments. If I lean into the desire, it starts from if I lean unbuttoned into the blow of loss after loss, love tossed into the ecstatic void, it carries with me with it farther to cords that stretch and bend like light through colored glass, but it races on toward shadows where the world I know and the world I fear threaten to meet. 3. There is always a road, the sea. Dark hair, Dolor, always a question bigger than itself. They say you're leaving Monday, why can't you leave on Tuesday? Odysseus hears of the death of Calypso, by Donald Revell. All their songs are of one hour, before dawn, when the birds begin. I sing another. In helpless midday, at the hour even sparrows have no heart to shrill, comes news. Suddenly, the unimaginable needs imagination and finds none. Violet ocean, only nothing. Smoke of thyme and of cedar. Ornate birds, nothing. Even a god who came here hearing a sweet voice would find only old fires now brittle in the blackened trees she was mast and sail. she was a stillness pregnant with motion adorable to me as all my life I have hidden a cruel secret ocean in sinews and in sleep and cowardice she forgave me once she wept for me our child died then and she is with him Both of these poems are very interested in interior spaces and the the way that importance or salience kind of breaks across people's faces and and if you don't really have access to what's going on inside of them you may not understand what their inner weather is, what invisible wind is blowing against their faces. But you know it, and you've experienced it yourself, and you can see it in others. And it, there's a lot of pathos in witnessing other people, um, you know, lean into that invisible wind. Um, both of these poems, both of these poets, I think, are interested in interior spaces and 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 personal meaning, and the way that meaning and importance sort of intersect in in the in, in interiors. Uh, of the personal life of the lived life, and so these two poems are very different in their approaches to that subject. I think Duende from Tracy Tracy K. Smith is is sort of riffing and then diving into the notion that um, that Lorca Lorca of course is the one who wrote uh, very famously and extensively about Duende, which is sort of a a Spanish Andalusian in particular notion of of a of an imp a Duende. It's sort of a, a dark spirit that that tugs at your heels and is the source of art for him that there's some reference in the, in the poem by, by Smith about the bailer um, Baleor, who's the dancer, the stamping the the tin river, that's the the sort of notion that that Lorica does, or expounds about duende in, in flamenco dances, he has this wonderful story in, in his essay called On Duende, about this very ancient 85, 89, 98, I don't know how old your old um, flamenco dancer who would go out on stage and stamp her foot and throw back her head, and that was an explosive expression of art. And duende, she didn't need to to demonstrate her acrobatics; just just let loose her duende. So Tracy K Smith is sort of diving into that, I think, and using it as a, a lattice work to talk about interior lived life and the way that things in interiorly and exteriorly maybe don't seem the same or they don't seem as important um, and i think she does a great job of elevating that inner lived life into something that is um bigger than itself like the ending question is bigger than itself um just a beautiful poem in general with with such again muscular syntax and and really fine figures and then Donald Revelle, um, of course, is interested in a lot of his poems in breathing humanity into old stories or old figures, and here he does such a fine job. Um, I- I- Odysseus, the Odyssey, has got a lot of adventure in it, but he s- focuses in on something that is probably invisible to most people, uh, certainly reading the adventure version of, of the Odyssey, which is about his his journey, his love, his connection with people, um, in this case Calypso, who, who was his quote-unquote captor for all those years, but somebody that he certainly had some um, connection with, and it is not, of course, about those two characters. It is something that I think anybody who has experienced loss can, can really, um, it really resonates w- with me and I know everybody that I've read this poem to just really can relate to that inner, that inner workings, that way that 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 meaning and importance just sort of explodes through your face. You just see it breaking across the person's face, the realization or the heartbreak. You see them lean into that invisible wind blowing against their face. Just gorgeous uh, poem that that I think is fine in its figure and beautiful beautiful writing but is also just rem- remarkably delicate in getting to something that is lived and and really just sort of as smith says just sort of stills and dims in the music when you actually normally look at it that lived sort of f- feeling of loss but here Ravel is able to keep it breathing and keep it moving just lovely so I don't know if that is a meaningful p- uh, pairing for you all. I hope it is. If not, I would love to hear um, hear your thoughts about it. Again, I'm always open to questions and comments. You can get us on Word Machine Pod on Twitter. You can find our, our Facebook page, Word Machine. Of course, you can also leave comments on the blog post at 5 com slash word machine. If you like the podcast, I would love to get a reading from you on the iTunes store or TuneIn Radio or Stitcher Radio. And, of course, share it with your friends. And I am excited to hear more from you. Thank you so much. Word machine. Word machine. Word machine.